Okay, we're back. This time with Chris Brown here with I Run Far Live, 2018 Western States. Chris Brown, welcome Dylan to. Dylan I feel like I should you. be interviewing it's you. Good, it's good to meet you. <laughs> um, it's a glorious, glorious Wednesday morning here in Olympic Valley. Yeah. Um, this is your first Iron Far interview. You sort of burst onto the scene in the sport at the North Face 50 Miler yeah. in 2017, where you finished fourth place, and everybody was sort of like, "Who is this guy?" Um, so, as it is being being your first Iron Far interview, why don't you give us a bit of an introduction to yourself, what your background is, where you live how you ended up in the sport. So I, um, I'm from Santa Barbara, um, which is the new Flagstaff, you may have heard. <laughs> um, Santa Barbara Cowboys or? Something like that, yeah, I don't know. Like that. Maybe some more of a surfer reference yeah. or something. Um, basic background is I ran the expected routes, high school, well, Junior Olympics, USATF, and I was very little. High school, college, D3. Mm -hmm. Where'd you go to college? Claremont McKenna. Okay. Um, D3, not super competitive. Mm -hmm. um, but I was always, you know, running the farthest distance possible in whatever sort of uh, system I was a part of. So 5K, 10K yeah. in college. Mm -hmm. And um, since I was very little, I was always planning to switch to ultra running. Mm -hmm. um, since you were very little. Yeah, since, like I was running uh, competitive cross country at age 10. Okay. Um, and you already knew about ultra running? Oh, yeah, for some reason I already knew. I think it's probably because my dad was a runner, we were in Seattle, and chronologically Scott Jerk was a super big deal at that point. Um, so I always knew who he was and always emulated him. Um, or at least he's won the race seven times. Yeah, he's, so. he's, he's pretty good. Yeah, I've heard of him too. Yeah, so um, I always knew about it and since moving up in distance worked out every time, I just assumed graduate college, spend a couple more years racing on the road and then switch. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so that's what happened. Cool. Yeah. Um, when you look at your ultra sign up, like most of your results start coming in post collegiately, mm -hmm. but I did notice there happened to be a 50k when yeah. you were 20 years old. Yeah. So How'd you slip that one in? Um, po after the season, um, after the cross country season, uh, a friend of mine, Brian Gillis, who I think you yeah, yeah, probably I know, know Brian. Uh, Brian's pacing me. Oh, great! Awesome. Uh, he and I we're, at, we're actually rivals because Pomona Pitzer and Claremont Mud Scripts oh, are different okay. teams. Um, funny story about how we met. Like probably ten years later, still dropping the rivalry in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, so Brian and I were friends despite the rivalry, and after the season, his senior year and my junior year, I was going abroad, so I had nothing to lose. But I kind of talked him into doing an ultra. Um, we hit up a couple different race directors trying to get into 100k, like mountainous 100k, uh -huh. and we were turned down uh, by everyone. Really? Uh, yeah, but then we, we ended up hopping into a relatively easy 50k and it was fun. Mm -hmm. And so po post-collegiately, did you pretty much straight away start running trail ultras? No, I stuck to road and track for a little while. Um, I had every season in college I came into fitter than I finished. Okay. which I attributed to my coach's uh, inadequacy. He was amazing, it's not really true. <laughs> but, uh, so I just figured, I'll get out, I'll save myself, I'll be better than ever, and 
sharp decline. Um, so once I started, I guess, not impressing myself with my results, I decided to switch to something that seemed a little less competitive. Maybe I could look a little better by comparison. Um, you know, local 50K is winning those as opposed to hopping into a competitive track race and, you know, getting shot at the back. Cool. Yeah. Well, you know, before speaking with you, I initially thought this was your first 100 miler and you got in via the lottery, which is kind of a, a unique way to get in and a lucky way to get in. But you actually did run the San Diego 100 last year in 2017 and you won the race in a really fast time. Um, so maybe like, did you, what did you learn from that first race? I mean, it's really rare to be able to win your first 100 mile race. Did everything go well or were there mistakes that were made that you hope to sort of remedy this weekend? So technically that was my first 100. Uh -huh. uh, functionally it was not because uh -huh. one year earlier I ran a race uh, that was 95 miles okay. um, out in Scotland uh, on a famous trekking route called the West oh, Highland Way. the West Highland Way. Way. Yeah, so I did, wanted to do that Yeah, one. so I did that... Um, Kind of on a whim, my friend hiked it, said this is amazing, I hear there's an ultra there, you should do it. Mm. Signed up, there was a lottery, I assumed I wouldn't get it, I got in, I did it. Um, nice. With very little training, mm -hmm. went out in like a 3.30 marathon and just... Uh, can I swear on this? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it didn't go well. So that um, instilled a lot of fear of the distance in me. Mm -hmm. So then a year later, San Diego, um, part of that fear manifested in um, or resulted in uh, a lot more training. Mm -hmm. um, so I went into it a lot more prepared, but I also went into it a lot more conservative strategically. Mm -hmm. um, so I, yeah, just went out super easy, jogged mm -hmm. a lot of it, planned on just being out there all day. Mm -hmm. um, and just uh, super worried the whole time, and it just never, never got bad. Uh, and there was this moment, probably, you know, 75, 80 miles in, where I realized, oh, I can do that. Yeah. I can do the rest. Let's go. So, um, yeah, it was amazing. I didn't really hit any lows all day. So does it give you confidence going into this weekend? I think they work together, those two experiences, because I've seen the worst. Oh, yeah. I've seen, I walked in 40 miles of that Scottish race, um, and I thought both of my feet were broken. Yeah. So I've, I've seen the worst, um, and then I've seen something that's unrealistically good also. Wow. San Diego, probably not repeatable, not to hit any lows all day. Mm. Um, so I think I'll use both of those. Still go into it with a fear of the distance, but also have confidence that you know if I do it right it shouldn't kill me that's great great yeah. experience when I look at the men's Western States race like one of the sort of describing phrases I think of is competitive pressure I feel like there's a lot of competitive pressure in the men's race particularly this year the last couple years have you been thinking about what it's gonna be like to yeah have all these guys with like really different motives and racing strategies and I find it it's crazy that everyone has different racing strategies considering how unanimous the advice is. <laughs> like, how do people still go out hard after 40 years of implosion? Uh, so, I, you know, it... Um, it, I don't, I'm not going to really look to the other guy. Maybe I'll look to the other guys in that if I'm in first, I'll be worried yeah. 10 yeah. miles in. And maybe if I'm in 100th, I'll be worried. Um, but I, you know, it, you can't really, I think one benefit of having run competitive track and cross country um, is kind of knowing that 
what I'm doing relative to other people. You can't really look at them. Um, and I've run my best track races getting shot out the back immediately and just running my splits and waiting until they fall apart and come back. So um, yeah, it, it's cool that it's competitive and I'm excited about that, but um, I'm gonna try as hard as I can not to let other people's strategies play into what I do. Um, Go ahead. Are you, are you willing to put out there publicly like ABC go goals? Like where do you think the chips for you will actually fall here? I mostly just want to beat Eric Sensman. Okay. He and I was hoping you'd notice that. I, it's not nearly as public as I wanted to. Yeah, so Eric signed with, Eric and I both run for Rabbit. Um, as soon as Eric signed or joined the team, I uh, wrote to him um, just to kind of say welcome. And then shortly thereafter, I went out to visit him in Flagstaff. And he was an amazing host, took me out to the Grand Canyon, um, got beers with me afterwards, uh, had a great time, and I've hated him ever since. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I noticed there was a, I mean, there was a very violent, violent social media exchange where you were threatening to trip each other off of No Hands Bridge. Yeah. 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 Parker Point would be the better place to do okay. that. Yeah. write that down. So um, your, your only competitive goal is to be Eric Sensen. Yeah, so okay. that's, a, that's dodging is what that is. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Goals. I, the, a, B, and, I don't really have an A, B, and C. I have goals, and I get. The, it'd be cool to be top ten. It'd be even cooler to be higher than that. It would also be amazing to be thirtieth place and feel like I had a great day. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So so far this year, you. It seems like you've only done four 50ks. You've won all of them. Um, and to me, it's. I sort of look at you in the same way that looking back, I sort of see Seth Swanson when he came into the race in 2014. You both got in via the lottery. You both had somewhat of a profile in the sport, but you know, clearly talented, but not necessarily thought of as like a favorite in the race. And because you got in uh, via the lottery, it didn't seem to give you much racing pressure earlier in the year. You didn't have to race your way in, and instead you've just done 450Ks. Can you tell us a little bit how the training has gone and yeah. how you use those races to, to get ready? Um, first of all, definitely overhyping me to compare me to Seth Swanson. <laughs> Who knows, man? But yeah, I mean, getting in through the lottery, was, is, that was huge. Um, because I, you're right, I did get to um, just focus on training, mm -hmm. and that's what those 50Ks were. I think it takes me a long time to recover from anything longer than that. Mm -hmm. I can do a 50K and hop back into pretty good training almost mm -hmm. immediately, but after 50 miles, there goes a couple weeks, mm -hmm. even a month. Um, 100K, there goes even longer. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to do that. I, and I think, you know, that doesn't go for everybody. There's people who can run those longer races and bounce back quickly. Mm -hmm. um, I know I can. Like Courtney Dowalter, for Yeah, I think she, she's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to do that. I wanted to focus on consistent, you know, consistent mileage, um, a few big efforts here and there, um, and also getting to know the course. So I did Sean O'Brien because I was already signed up for that, um, the 100K, because I wanted to do that as a golden ticket if I didn't get in. So I dropped down to 50K just because that's local. And then I did two 50Ks on the States course just for recon. Um, and then if you know anything about Born to Run and Luis Escobar, you understand why I did that race yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. The Western States 100. This is a race of history. Um, you've been doing ultras for a couple of years now. Have you, yeah, what is being at this race, which is sort of the, the grandfather of American trail ultra running, what does it mean to you? Um, 
I really started doing ultras in 2015 or so, but I've really kind of deep down been doing them a lot longer than that. So it honestly feels like I've been in that lottery for 15 years. <laughs> um, I knew I wanted to do this race when I was a little kid, so it's really special for me to be here. Mm. I'm really excited about it and kind of in, in awe of the whole thing. Um, so that's, I, I, I guess I'm trying to go out there and race with, with that in mind, with that kind of thankfulness for the opportunity to be sure. here. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great attitude to have. And, um, you know, obviously you're, you're relatively new, but clearly talented. And the only time you've raced a field like this, you've been very, very successful. So I think we're sorry to blow your cover this morning and, yeah. and uh, you know, talk you up a little bit. But, um, yeah, good luck this weekend. And, uh, you know, enjoy your time out there because it is it is a privilege to be in the race thanks man so, yeah. i'm coming for that lost coast fkt go get it's already broken oh it it's is broken, huh? yeah. we'll get that yeah, go get it yeah. it's my girlfriend's yeah really go get the person yeah. who broke your fkt yeah. Go get it. Yeah. yeah cool well uh a round of applause for chris Brown.